does the emerging threat landscape look like and what actors are behind it? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm here today with Fran Trentley, Senior Director of Global Security and Government Services for Akamai. Fran, we were talking just a moment ago about the hyperconnections between business and people and the role that that plays in cybersecurity. Can you explain? Sure. So as we move towards more and more mobile devices and we get closer to our technologies, we move away from desktops to to tablets, to mobile, to wearable computing right now. The expectation from end users is that business applications are going to be available to them constantly, right? The expectations actually grow as you move towards mobile devices. The impact to business is now those same applications that used to be a nice to have are critical and they have to deliver them to that plethora of mobile devices and that massive numbers of browsers that are available to them. So the landscape for business has been complicated as well. So you have multiple end-user devices, you have multiple browsers, you have different connectivity. You may be on cellular right now, move into a building and go on to broadband. And then the applications are more complex. So you're using third-party content providers and you're, you're bundling all that before you deliver an experience out to an end-user. And you're context-aware. You care about what that end user is coming in for and where he's coming in from, and the threat landscape continues to grow. So businesses need to figure out how to continue to deliver a very adaptable, personalized presentation to all of those end devices, to all those individuals, while maintaining their performance and their security. One of the areas that we've been talking about quite a bit in the industry from a cyber threat perspective is, of course, these distributed denial-of-service attacks. What would you say, Fran, though, is the real risk that's associated with these so-called DDoS attacks? So the the downtime, downtime, defacement are some of the, the major impacts that we see, and what that impacts is brand. Now, we've seen it a couple of different ways. For If you're an e-commerce customer, we see the impact of revenue for every hour of downtime, you can associate the amount of revenue loss. And it doesn't mean that once that application comes back up again, you get those customers back. Because if they were trying to get onto your application while they were down, they may migrate to another e-commerce site to pick up that same item that, you know, that they were going to buy from you. And so how do you see the industry responding? And you've made a good point here. I mean, of course, the way an e-commerce site would respond would be different than the way a financial institution might respond. But overall, there probably are some basic things that all industries and organizations should be doing when it comes to developing response plans for DDoS. So it's not just DDoS. And when we look at it, and I'll, I'll use DDoS as one of those pieces, we look at protecting that web application. And DDoS is a portion of that the distributed denial of service, and those are volumetric as well as low-volume attacks that are targeted at consuming back-end resources. But we also look at protecting the application from Layer 7 attacks, SQL injections, cross-site scripting, those kinds of of things. We look at protecting your DNS infrastructure, because if an adversary comes in and takes down your DNS infrastructure, nobody can get to your application anyway. So protecting the DNS infrastructure, and then finally protecting the origin infrastructure so that you don't have direct-to-origin attacks. Your adversary has to go through your mitigations and can't shortcut them directly back into your origin infrastructure. So really, those four pillars And when we think about protecting that web application. What about the role that vendors play in helping their customers develop these response plans or protect themselves to ensure that they're mitigating their risks? Are vendors working together or collaborating in the way that they should? 
So I think there's a, you know, there's a portion of that, that that is the responsibility of the customer, and the customer builds builds his team. When he builds his team, his vendors and his integrators need to be part of that team, as well as his organic staff. You know, there's a training and a bonding thing that needs to be done with those, and they can pressure, and and I have historically that team to make sure that they are supporting that one mission, right? And all of the assets available to those vendors become available to the team. We've talked a lot about international collaboration and collaboration that needs to take place between the public and the private sector. Are we doing enough on the collaboration front? Are we doing as much as we should be? So I don't think we can ever do more than we should be doing, but I will say that we are doing more than we have. I think it's critically important because your adversary has the same access to information and intelligence that you do. And without uh, collaboration and that innovation driven through collaboration, and I'm talking collaboration academically as well as technically, that we're not going to make it, right? We're not going to be able to thrive in this new environment. That's going to be critical to, to our ability to continue to do business. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about the actors behind some of these attacks and how collaboration helps from the standpoint of figuring out is this an attack being waged by a criminal organization or is this a hacktivist attack? Are we doing a good job of knowing who's waging these attacks? So it would be great if we could bucket those into individuals or hacktivist organizations or organized crime or nation states, but it's, it's very difficult because those individuals share and they collaborate and once an attack or a capability is released it is available to all of those different groups so it becomes a challenge our adversaries collaborate at the speed of the internet openly and constantly Fran, I'd like to thank you again for your time this afternoon. My pleasure. Again, we've heard from Fran Trentley of Akamai. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.